but the the conversation was so intense that occasionally we all just had to look at the dad just kind of wondering whether he's you know got got in a rage yeah. or mm. yeah. you know he's about to kick us out of the house yeah. or or wow. call someone or mm. the police or whatever um and in the middle of this i remember in the middle of this heated heated debate we we just started hearing amazing grace being sang uh from the room next door hi guys matt here from frontiers welcome back to the raw mission podcast now, did you know that about a third of the world's population has little or no access to the gospel? No churches, no Bibles, no believers. There are literally millions of people who have no obvious way to find out about Jesus. Unless someone goes intentionally to live amongst them, to learn their language and culture, and to tell them about our beautiful Savior, our coming King. And that really bothers us. And we hope that this podcast will encourage you as well to pray for more laborers, to go to places and peoples where the need is greatest. And you never know, you might even become the answer to your own prayers. Now, today I'm talking with three young people who've really caught something of God's heart for the lost. And they've been out recently to Turkey on a short-term missions trip to pray, to share the gospel, to test their own sense of calling. So listen on to hear about police escorts, hostile conversations, hunger for the scriptures, meetings with followers of Jesus, and the typical highs and lows of a short-term trip. Well, hi guys, it's really good to have you with us. Um, this is a special podcast today because we're, we're in the studio with three fantastic uh, young people who are colleagues of mine, actually, all three of them. Uh, we've got Luke, we've got Hannah, and we've got Remy here with us. So hi guys, how's it going? Hey. Hiya, yeah, it's going well, thanks. Going um, so yeah, we're going to talk today about the trip you guys have all just been on together. So uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourselves, guys? Um, what do you do in, in the office here with us at Frontiers UK? And what's been your experience so far, perhaps in global mission or working with Muslims? Uh, Remy, let's start with you. So my my role at Frontiers is as a as a communications officer hmm. um and also doing a bit of graphic design stuff so yeah um if you if you ever get any of the magazines i and the team of us we we kind of come together and you know they they write it and i'm i my job is really just to kind of make it look beautiful and yeah and it definitely put, does it, look beautiful. put it all together <laughs> yeah. yeah so um so i do all the, all the pretty much all the graphics yeah parts of what we what we do and you've been with us for what two or three years four years now? Uh, i think it's been four years now yeah yeah it's been awesome four, yeah. four great years and in <laughs> terms of overseas years. experience have you done short-term trips before so um so i i've done the uh, the trip to turkey before um i went once i think three it was about three years ago mm. uh, it was amazing different experience but really good Mm. Um, of course, I loved it because I'm, I'm going again. Yeah. Um, so and and also I've done uh, I've done a trip to Italy as well. Um, but this kind of Turkey is my first sort of Muslim Muslim yeah. trip. Brilliant. Okay, um, Hannah. Yeah, tell us what you do. Yeah, I um, I'm getting people overseas into the Muslim world long term. Yes. That's my my role. Um, so I, I coach and mentor people who have an interest in getting involved in our work and potentially going to the field long term in the future. And mm. um, so I do a lot of the one to one interaction with people who are exploring this, as well as thinking strategically with the rest of the team about how we can mobilize and encourage and equip people to get them ready for going to mm. the field. Yeah. Awesome. And I know you grew up in yeah. sub-Saharan Africa. Yep, did. Grew up in sub-Saharan Africa, um, although not within a missions context. Uh, my parents actually came to faith while we were overseas. Um, mm. And I've done various other, yeah, short sort of one to two year 
um, stints in other countries since then as well. Mm. And I, I moved back to the UK when I was 16. So mm. um, third culture kid, um, but none of those were Islamic contexts. Okay. So a lot of what I have learned about reaching Muslims has happened since I started working for Frontiers. It's been yeah. fascinating. And, and you've done you've done a Morocco trip, haven't you, before? Yes. Yes, yeah, but this, was, this one just recently was your first ever Turkey trip. It was the first ever Turkey trip, yes. Okay. And the first time I've done quite hands-on yeah. Um, outreach work yeah. yeah, in a Muslim context. Brilliant. Okay, we look forward to hearing some of those stories in a minute. All right, Luke, what about you? Yeah, so I graduated from university in 2020 and then uh, came down to Frontiers UK to do a ministry training scheme um, and really have come into all of this quite blind. Um, I have no kind of missions history in my family. Mm. Um, I'd never been to the Muslim world before this trip to Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was, a, yeah, a very new experience for me. Um, and yeah, great. Brilliant. Yeah, well, I know you all had an amazing time. So, Hannah, tell us, why do we do these trips? What's the purpose of this Turkey trip especially? What's the vision for it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, firstly, I think it's important to say that we always partner with teams that um, are equipped and ready to take short-term groups. And this particular team in Turkey have set up an initiative um, where they receive groups for short periods of time to come and their, their mandate is to pray. That is what mm-hmm. the, the thing is that they're going to be doing. So we're not talking about building schools or trying to do anything, any kind of social yeah. justice work. Um, obviously, you know, we want to be hands and feet where it's helpful. But in this instance, yeah, prayer is, is the main priority. Mm. Um, and this team there, you know, they're small, they're limited, and they've identified so many towns in the region where, as far as they're aware, the gospel has never been and no Jesus followers have ever been. Mm. Um, and so they, they give teams uh, towns to go and pray over. That's literally it. Mm. To prayer walk for a couple of days. Um, and to just prepare the ground for what the Lord might want to do there. Um, and so that's, yeah, what we were doing. Brilliant. And if I remember rightly, with this initiative, I think in the beginning they, there were over 150 towns mm-hmm. in eastern Turkey yeah. or central Turkey where there's, yeah, like you say, there were no churches, no believers, yeah. nothing going on. Yeah. So that's the idea. Get people in there to start praying, prepare the ground. So maybe that one one day long-term workers could move to those cities mm-hmm. where there's perhaps openness yeah. and gospel readiness. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, tell, tell us how the actual trip started. Let's go to you, Luke. Like, you know, you arrived in Istanbul first, yeah? What was the, what was the idea in the beginning? Yeah, so we spent a couple of days in Istanbul, uh, mainly doing touristy things and also connecting in with a, a team there, um, hearing their story. And I guess this was a chance to get to know one another as a group. There were 11 of us and mm. lots of us hadn't met each other before. So, yeah, it was kind of eased in. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a, a great time. And then we moved east um, and we were briefed by a team there um, and uh, yeah, basically got excited for what was the focus of this trip, which was the the 48 hours in these two prayer towns. So we split into two at this point. So we were a group of 11 split into two groups and went to two different places and it would have been uh, a bit like a bit much for 11 people to go into one yeah town, yeah because so. these are not touristy places yeah yeah context wise right? you know you're you stand out like a sore thumb you're like everyone is so aware. we 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 became aware that everyone had spotted us kind of coming in mm. um at the outset when we arrived into these towns and um yeah so yeah um, we split into these two groups and yeah, essentially our, our our goal was to leave these towns thoroughly prayed for at a minimum. Um, but we did have some Turkish speakers with us, which just made for many more opportunities to actually share, get into mm. conversations. Because um, do people in Turkey speak much English? 
No, no, they don't. I don't. Well, m minimal, minimal, mm. very minimal. Okay. We, we we met occasionally the odd person that spoke English, mm. but um, we definitely need the trans someone to translate for yeah. us. Okay, particularly no. in these towns which are off the beaten track. You know, tourists never yeah. go Not there. Not expecting yeah. anything yeah. at yeah. all. We so were that, expecting to get by with Google Translate if we didn't have <laughs> Turkish speakers, which we yeah. did end, end up. Yeah. Praise God, having which is but. which is fun. Which is fun. You know, it's fun to like go to a random person and just kind of. <laughs> Oh, I, I, how do you find a uh, cafe, you know, and, and you just you, you yeah. do that. And most of the times you get it wrong, even with uh -huh. Google Translate sometimes, yeah. you know, but um, but it's fun. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. A lot yeah. of mistakes, a lot of laughter, just pushing you out of your comfort zone, yeah. Yeah. talking to random people, 100%. trying to cross a language barrier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Doing it in silence because you just sat there tapping away at your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Body language. Yeah. 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 But okay. it can be done. It can be done. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you split off, okay, into these two different towns. Um, yeah, Remy, tell us what what was your town like where you went. So our town, well, first of all, we we yeah we we split up and um, we had to we had to get a train from from where we split off to this this town. And even that, just straight from that train journey, there was there was already you know some some action. And mm. um, we met a guy that spoke pretty good English actually, which was very rare um, in, because the, the area where we were is quite, quite rural, you mm -hmm. know, so we weren't expecting any, anyone who spoke English. And I guess two of, two of the guys that were with me were just sharing about, you know, sharing about their faith and asking questions like, you know, what, what's the um, spiritual, you know, climate of, of mm -hmm. Turkey at the moment to this mm -hmm. guy. He was, he was probably in his um, mid thirties. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he was he was explaining in in Turkey what I found is was that it's really easy to have a spiritual conversation, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. they're very deeply religious and um, yeah. you know they 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 like that kind of conversation, especially when you're you're a foreigner, yeah. you know they they want to know what your beliefs are and mm -hmm. so we we were we were talking with him and you know he was sharing that the younger generation there were you know, most of them were turning to deism, which was mm. was quite interesting for us to to hear just explain that for our listeners what deism well deism is a belief that you know that there there is a god but they believe that he's not really involved you know they believe that he's, he's kind of distant hmm. um so we it was great to have that conversation at the start to kind of hmm. set us up for where we were going to and um and uh you know we were all we we're all in our 20s as well and mm -hmm. so you know we, we naturally we would gravitate towards younger people mm -hmm. so it was great to have that that kind of experience we we got to you know share a bit of our testimony mm. and there's only so much we could share because the, the, the train journey wasn't that long but we we had the opportunity to pray for him he was mm -hmm. he was open open to that which was amazing mm -hmm. you know and that just kind of boosted our confidence a bit yeah um so yeah that was like that was the first yeah. first experience and then we get to the town and um it was a, a contrast. Uh, we, we found out that really quickly that the town was quite conservative Muslim. Mm -hmm. And um, in fact, there was a guy there who approached us who also spoke English. Um, and, and he said, you know, don't tell anyone here that you, you're praying, mm. praying for them because yeah. they're most likely not going to accept you. Mm. Um, so he came and said, "Oh, what are you guys doing here?" And you yeah, said, "Oh, we've we yeah, come to pray for yes, this town." Yes, yes. We we, mm. we started walking first because the the train station was literally ne next to the main road that went through the city, mm. the town. Sorry, and we we just started walking. And as as uh, Luke said, you know, you just people just are 
yeah. quickly attracted to you. We yeah. had like a, mm-hmm. sort of an entourage behind us. Particularly Romy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, most, most. I'm, I'm African and, um, mm. and from Nigeria, and you know, m- most people there had never seen. They probably uh, seen on TV, but yeah. never really seen met uh, yeah, an African yeah. before. So <laughs> it was, it was quite interesting. I took so many selfies. Yeah, what do you reckon your yeah. selfie count is? Oh from gosh, Africa. man, probably so about. Many. I don't know. Yes. I don't know. I can't really put numbers, but it's definitely, in, you know, it's a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> was that okay for you? I mean, did you? Some people might feel a bit oh, embarrassed, shy, awkward with that kind of level of attention. That's quite common, you know, as a foreigner in a. Yeah, in a rural area in a Muslim world. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you there, there is, there always is sort of the fears and you know the whole thing about racism and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I guess when you when you know you're there on a mission to bring the kingdom there, and you know you you just you just have to put those things behind you and you just mm-hmm. remember that people are people. That most likely, most of them are just not used to seeing someone like you. Yes, and so if you come come That's in right. peace and yeah. you know you know come. Yeah, the, with your big smile. Yeah, and come you're smiling and, you know, try and yeah, make exactly. as much banter as you can, yeah. if possible. Yeah. Then then yeah. They, they receive you. And Turkey is very hospitable. Yes. You know, I was told that before I, I went there. So I was I was expecting that yeah. it would be like that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that, and, that, and even as a white guy in Pakistan, that's the same. You've got a lot of initially in the rural areas, in the sort of Kalashnikov wielding parts of the Northwest Frontier, you get the hostile stares and you think, you're wondering what's going on in their mind. Are they angry with me being here? Are they thinking Americans, uh, you know, here? Then we don't like Americans. But actually, a smile brings a smile. And, does, and just suddenly does. their hospitality kicks in. If you start chatting with them, you're making an effort. And that's, it's beautiful to see, yeah, building bridges. What's really interesting about this kind of region of Turkey is that when it became a republic um, about 100 years ago, uh, this region protested uh, quite strongly against the removal of Sharia law. So they were really keen on the fundamentals of Islam. And mm-hmm. a lot of that has stayed, particularly in the older generation. I think that's what you experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've come off the train. You've got this gaggle of people following you around. They're saying, what are you doing here? We've come to just pray a blessing on your town and yeah. just see this place. Then what happened? Yeah. And so we we then get shoved, <laughs> you know, kind of sho- shoved into a cafe. Um, it was it actually it wasn't a cafe. It was a it was a tobacco store. Mm. I say cafe because most of the places you go in Turkey, someone's offering you you know tea. Um, they said come in, come have some tea. They sat mm. us down, and this this room was crowded with so many people, and uh, mm. there was the usual pictures and you know one person saying something and all of us English trying to think oh, what is he saying you know what, what what's going on. We really had to rely on our our, our translator. Mm. Um, because you know the, you, you don't you don't understand what they're saying, mm. um, but most of the people there were young, and uh, after that we we came out of the cafe and then started walking down the street, and we our goal was to find somewhere to stay for the night, mm-hmm. and uh, that was. <laughs> to be a bit of a task so you had no idea you hadn't couldn't book any hotels or couldn't, didn't want to anyway yes couldn't book well yeah yeah and and when we we did ask when we when we were there whether there was any hotels but they yeah. were either full or or just not yeah. able to take any people so and that's the beauty of this kind of trip isn't mm. it you, these two days are where you just have to trust god mm. yeah. are you going to be hosted with families are you going to find somewhere to lodge 
And that's part of the faith element yeah. of this trip, isn't it? It's, it's kind of built on the principles of Luke 10. So mm -hmm. that idea of like, can we find people of peace to stay with, mm -hmm. people that will take us in, that we can share with, yes. uh, eat their food, which is, yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, For people who are less comfortable with that, there is option to go to larger towns where you can pre-book accommodation. Yes. But okay. we, as a team, decided we were actually going to kind of go for it yeah. with the no zero literally so, zero yeah. plan which yeah. is like land in the town and then what kind of thing uh, I, love, I love that i love that yeah. i mean during university as well we did a similar trip to morocco and in the middle of that trip two days was like okay off you go pray see where god takes you yeah, yeah. and you have no idea if you'll be staying anywhere or what's going to happen and that's so faith building isn't yeah. it you yeah. see yeah. god it provide is. you it see is. yeah the hospitality of locals and yes. it's amazing that's probably the yeah. highlight of humbling the trip. Yeah. so humbling yeah. as well yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it did show how we lack hospitality oh my goodness over here in, yeah. in in the west mm. you know and um they actually the, there was one guy that was following us uh for most of most of the time whilst we were trying to figure out where to stay um he was the one sort of calling people you know mm. he knew in the town you know could you could you have do you have a room for five people okay. um and uh whilst we were walking with him there were other people who were coming up to us and asking us oh do you guys need any help do you need mm. need a place um and uh, this guy who had kind of adopted us mm. as his uh his people we're, we're like no 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 i'm sorting them out okay. don't worry about it yeah you know, it's his honor to look mm. after exactly. you don't yeah. get in my way i've yes, got this yes yeah, yeah. Um, okay. he must have been like 18 years old i think oh wow so quite yeah. quite young yeah um and so yeah so we we were we were walking and like i said everywhere we went there wasn't there wasn't anyone to to, to really take us we did we did go to a place where workers people who come and work in the town they go they stay maybe okay. they're working on the railways mm, or like a or hostel hostel mm. Um, and we checked it out, but um, the, our translator said he, he walked in and he just looked at the state of the place and mm. he was like, you know, it was all full of men and we had yeah. we had uh, three other ladies with us, young okay. ladies as well. So he yeah. he was quite cautious yeah. with you know with yeah. letting us stay in that place. Yeah. Um, so we continued the journey again, and then eventually, uh, um, uh, he said we'll just sleep on the street. Wow. Which was like quite shocking to this guy that was following us. Who said that? So um, our translator, oh, team, right, leader. Okay. Team, leader, translator. team leader, yeah, yeah. yeah. who's a, who's a believer, that believer we know as, well, as well, yes, yeah. that we know, yeah. And and um and this this guy, this young guy, you know, out of like shame that yeah, yeah. You know, we would sleep on the street in <laughs> in his town, said no, come and stay at my house. Uh, <laughs> you know, so it was it was <laughs> it was yeah. quite like it was it was that kind of like no, yeah, you know, let's yeah, come yeah. come stay at my place. And so, so there were, we followed, went, went to his house. Mm -hmm. We got into his house and quickly we were separated men into one room and women into the other, into another room. And, mm -hmm. um, that was where that started the whole new episode <laughs> of our, of our, our journey. Um, yeah. Was that, tell us about that. Did you ever figure out why he was a little reluctant to have you come and stay? Well, it, it, it turned out that, turned out that he had a, a dad who, his dad who was quite, quite quite strong in his faith mm. uh, is, as, a, as a Muslim and uh, very conservative mm. and I think he was a, he was a little bit embarrassed you know that we would come and stay and he, he probably knew that it was going to be hard okay meeting you might his get dad. a hostile reception yes yeah. yes which we, which okay. we did, did. Um, wow. however it was a weird one because you know we had a mixture of hostility which came with which came in, in the form of loads of questions mm. you know this guy was definitely sort of an and the the equivalent of an apologetic 
uh, yeah. person for, for Islam. Okay, um, so he would be firing questions, kind of like challenging our faith. Yes, and... massively, mm. massively. And um, Was that and, awkward for you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was. Mm. And, you know, bearing in mind, we're in a town which um, a few... You know, a few minutes ago, we walked past a gun store. Mm. You know, yeah. and uh, and you know the, these guys are conservatives. They're you know quite forceful mm. and um and and funny enough, the, the other guy that was in the room with us, his name was Jihad. The young guy. The who young, took you there. The, no, not 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 him. He's, I one. think it, there's, okay. there's a third one. Yeah. So he's his name was Jihad, which is like yeah. obviously you know we know we know <laughs> the connotation <laughs> of that. So that was a. Yeah. That was quite intense, um, but like I said, it it was a weird experience because we had this hostility, but also there was hospitality as well. Yeah, mm. you know, he fed us. Yeah. You know, he cooked this amazing uh, mm. Turkish food for us. And didn't you say that was partly because they were like, because our religion tells us that we have to be hospitable, we'll do it mm. anyway. Yes, Cut. yes, exactly. Whilst whilst in the conversation, he said that. Dynamic. He said, mm. yeah. it, it was it was it was bizarre because he said. You know, if we didn't accept his hospitality, you know, he would have taken us as, as enemies. Wow. You know, and, and it really just put put into perspective that mm. bit where in, in Luke 10, where Jesus says, you know, go into their house, eat yeah. their food. Whatever you know, set before whatever you. Whatever set before yeah. you, you know, and it's like, yeah. if, we di- if we didn't do that, yeah. <laughs> Jesus really, yeah. the words of yeah. Jesus really just saving us in that, in that moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and in the northwest frontier of Pakistan too, the Pashtun people, same in Afghanistan, they're called the best of friends and the worst of enemies. Mm. If you go as a guest, mm. they will protect you from anyone. And they'll, mm. you know, give their lives for you mm. because their their hospitality is so strong. Um, but if you go in without invitation, you know, or <laughs> to do anything wrong in their area, you know, mm. you'd wow. be warned. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Remy, you were saying to us that this guy was full of conspiracy theories oh, and yes. sort of saying oh, you were yes. probably spies uh, and, infidels, and all like of that. Yeah. So, that would make yes. you worry. Yeah. 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 Can you, yeah. Can you imagine, you know, he's mm. like, he has all of these accusations mm. whilst... Were giving you his, great hospitality. It was, so it was a it was such a weird wow. weird yeah. contrast, you know. Mm. And the girls felt a bit yeah, insecure, yeah, yes, separated. Of course, yeah, the girls being in the other room, and um, well, what they they were having a different experience to us. So it, where where the guys were, it was you know it was a heated sort of debate. Mm. Um, and where the girls were, you know they they, they were just having conversations mm. with uh, the wife. Okay. Of the house and and another girl that was there as well mm. and um it was it was a, li- a little lighter than okay. we had yeah. i mean they did have times where they they tried to speak about their faith mm. but that just was that was met with you know we don't we don't mm. believe uh, that here mm. you know okay. don't don't yeah. speak Pretty about hostile. it and so mm. you know also whilst we were chatting with the the dad and the the actually it was a cousin who was jihad mm. that was in the room with us um, I, I, whilst the heated conversation was going on between mm. the dad and our leader, because he mm. understood, uh, uh Turkish, Turkish yeah. yeah, and he would occasionally sort of translate what mm. was what was going on. Um, I was, I was, I like to draw people. I was taking the attention of Jihad. Uh, whilst we we were having this heated conversation, I, I was just drawing him, and he he wanted he was quite interested in that. Mm. Um. But the the conversation was so intense that occasionally we all just had to look at the dad, just kind of wondering whether he's you know got got in a rage yeah. or mm. you yeah. know he's about to kick us out of the house yeah. or wow. or call someone or mm. the police or whatever. Um, and in the middle of this, I remember in the middle of this heated heated debate, we we just started hearing "Amazing Grace" being sang 
uh, from the room next door. Wow. Uh, and it was such a, a great sort of feeling to hear that in the midst of this this heated debate mm. um, with all of the things going on, you know, rolling in our, our minds, you know, whether, so cool. you know, we're going to get hurt. You yeah. know, all that so the girls stuff. next door had started singing. Yeah, somehow, yeah. some way, I don't know, they they <laughs> yeah. got they got to, to sing Amazing Grace to the, the lady, yeah. the wife who was, who was there. And That's we just heard cool. it and we just, there was just in the midst of like the chaos going on, we just found this kind of peace mm -hmm. and we, we looked at each other and just kind of smiled and there was like a relief. Wow. Yes. in the middle of that. it, it just it was just it was just good the way the Holy Spirit just mm. just softened the softened atmosphere, the atmosphere yeah, with that worship. wow yeah. and then what about the the son who came in and asked for a Bible ah yes yeah so again, that was another I think that even kind of enraged the the dad as well so so our friend that led us brought us to the house the son um, at one point we were talking about uh, um, the the Injil which is the New Testament. Mm. And uh, this the the dad had all of these crazy conspiracies. You know, he said he was like, you know, the the, the Christians have have four books, and we Muslims have one book. And in in Christianity, they teach you to cut the nose of your enemies. And I was just like, what? where do you, where is this in the Bible? You know, <laughs> and um, our, our leader, I want one time really challenged him to find this this these things because he actually had an mm. injil in his in his uh, his library. Really? Yeah, which is interesting. But wow. we, we understood that him having in Jill there was again to like find he mm. probably he didn't read it. It was clear he didn't read it. Yeah. Um but it was it was to kind find of just errors, find areas think, to, yeah. to pick out on. Um but in in the middle of the conversation, all of a sudden the the son just runs into the room and I think that he must have been having a conversation with the with the ladies uh, before mm. and they said to him that you know we have a we have an injil with us and he just barged into the room and said dad we have an injil can you can we can i have the injil can you give me the injil if you're enjoying this podcast why not give us a five-star rating so that more folks can hear these inspiring stories and join us in praying sending giving and going or how about inviting me or one of my colleagues to speak at your church I'd love to hear from you. Email me on matt at frontiers.org.uk. And now back to the podcast. But in, in the middle of the conversation, all of a sudden, the, the son just runs into the room. And I think that he must have been having a conversation with the, with the ladies uh, before. Mm. And they said to him that, you know, we have, a, we have an injil with us. And he just barged into the room and said, Dad, we have an injil. Can you? Can we? Can I have the injil? Can you give me the injil? And mm. his dad was so angry. He said, "Get out of the room. Get out. Oh. Go away." And he, he shut the door behind him. Mm. And so that was uh, that brought yeah. a bit of a shock mm. to us as well. Um, so yeah, that was that was that was crazy, crazy to see. Wow. And then did you leave that house the next day, or did you stay two nights there? So we, we of course, you know, at the mercy of this this guy, and um, eventually he said he. The room that that we were in was too small for for us to stay, mm. uh, the the men, um, and so he said, which is another another show of hospitality. He said, "Let me take you to the next village, mm. where my parents live, and they have a much bigger house." Mm -hmm. um, and so we 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 were worried first of all because you know we've just had this heated debate with yeah. him, and there are there are other men in the house. And we were not comfortable leaving the women mm. in that in that kind of environment. Yeah. Um, so so our, our, our leader asked him, 
are, are the women going to be here and are the men leaving as mm. well? And he said, he, he said, yes, the father said, yes. So we felt a little bit more at ease that, you know, it was just going to be women there, the mm. women there. So we went on this journey down, <laughs> down uh, like a rocky roads and, <laughs> you know, and um, pitch black as well. And I, I remember wow. being in this, in this, this car with next, sat next to Jihad. <laughs> and, and the dad driving and just thinking gosh this, this is Lord <laughs> I'm in your hands I'm in your hands if this is the end you know Jesus take the will but yeah anyway um, yeah so but thankfully we we arrived at this this village and we got a place to stay and his his parents were also very hospitable which was which was amazing so yeah we spent the night there and then the next morning we went back to into the town Mm. And uh, and then really properly got on with our our prayer walk. Time. So what was interesting was that there's a bridge in the town which is well known, and we we went to this bridge, and next to the bridge was some ins- some inscription, kind of something describing what the bridge was about, mm. and it, it happened to be a Roman bridge, and um, the, the tr- what was what was on the translation was it says the intercession bridge. Now, when we read that, we thought, wow, how amazing. Yeah. You know, this is a, a sign for us that we're, mm-hmm. we've come here, we've come here to pray. And when, when our translator read the, the Turkish and the English, they, they, there wasn't really any correlation. There yeah. wasn't right. any bit where... It was a bad translation. Yeah, it was yeah. a really bad translation. So, yeah, that was like a, a clear confirmation that we were here to pray. Mm-hmm. And so that just kicked us off. And right there, right then, we we, we worshipped, mm-hmm. you know, we, we prayed and... That's really um, cool. We just asked God to give us some words about what He wanted to speak, what He wanted us to speak into about the the town yeah. and pray into. Okay, um, so that was good. Wow, that's so <laughs> cool. That's really interesting, isn't it? You just you don't know what you're going to face when you walk into one of these towns. Will you face real openness or will you face real hostility? And and you guys obviously had a bit of a mixture, um, well, ma- mainly hostility, um, but. Then did you say that the the lad who came in asking for an injil at some point then got one later on? Yes, this guy. We it's funny how we met him again. So uh, we we couldn't find somewhere else to stay in this town, okay. and uh, we were we were in this cafe praying, and we were asking God, you know, do you want us to leave that town to go to the place where we'd meet the the team that the, we went the other went guys, before? yeah, or do you want us to stay there? Mm. And and really just kind of seek and find mm. someone else that would let us let us go. Mm. It was getting late. The only train that was going to this this uh, where we were gonna go to next was we'd missed it. Mm. You know, it was it was late in the evening, mm-hmm. and so our only option was to really try and go walk around again and go to all of the places <laughs> where, where we tried <laughs> to rejected. find it. Uh, yeah, we got rejected or um, maybe sleep on the street. Mm-hmm. You know, we were prepared for anything. And as soon as we walk out of this cafe, that, that young guy that we met at the start, that we were somehow trying to also trying to like avoid, yeah. he comes like next to us in a van with his friend. And mm. he's like, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> you know, you're, I'm, I'm surprised you're still here. Why didn't you come? And we were explaining that we needed to go to this next town. And he just said, oh, we'll take you. Wow. And this was, you know, it was like, we literally just prayed. Yeah for someone to find us or help us. Yeah. Yeah. And lo and behold, he just pops up and was our savior to get to this next town. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was, that was amazing. And when we, when we, we sp- the journey was about 40 minutes. When we got to the hotel in this next town, he asked the, the, our leader and said, you know, 
I came into the room the other time and I wanted to get in jail, but my, my dad was, you know, he shunned me and, mm. you know, got sent me off, mm. told me off. And uh, so our leader just slipped him <laughs> and in jail and said, you know, nice. you must read this. And oh. he said, you know, he held it next to his heart and he said, you know what, I'm going to read this. Oh. And uh, really, really go deep into it. So wow. that, was, that. that was a blessing that. to see. It's yeah. so cool. I, yeah. I found the same thing too. You know, I've been in hostile conversations with Muslims, and later it's someone who was listening in the background who mm. comes and talks to you. You think, yeah. okay, that hour was intense, and I don't think that was profitable at all. In yeah. fact, it was really uncomfortable. Mm. But then later, oh, that guy was listening, and he yeah. he's interested. Yeah. yeah. So you never know what's happening yeah. around and about in the crowd. Yeah, we, uh, as you're saying, actually, mm. the, the other guy that was in the room, the cousin, whose name was, you know, Jihad, oh, yeah. um, that I, I was drawing, he, when we were leaving that day, um, our leader met him down at the bottom mm. basement of the house. And he said, you know, sort of embarrassed about his his uncle, mm. um, and he said he said sorry, but he apologized. And he said he asked our leader. He said, "Can you teach me how you guys pray? Because mm-hmm. you know I, I'm I'm quite quite interested." Wow. And so our leader was able to just explain explain to him that as well. That's so really cool. That was yeah. another sort of openness Brilliant. in the middle of like. That's so cool. Wow, Remy, yeah. thank you. That's, I mean, all in a day or two, the kind yeah. of experiences you can have. Yeah, um, and even where the ground seems so hard, some yes. really significant conversations and yes. interactions. Yeah, 100%. Just don't know what that little trip, yeah, we'll, we'll birth in the future. Yeah. And we can keep praying for that town because you've been there and you know it. You, you guys who went there, you can still pray into that town Definitely. from here. Mm. Awesome. Well, meanwhile, <laughs> in a different town, a few yeah. hundred miles away or a 50 miles away. 25 kilometers, 25 yeah. miles. What was that. going on with you guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we we weren't, weren't having any communication really with the other group because mm. um, we were on these... <laughs> we had burner phones. We had burner phones. So yeah, at, one point, <laughs> at one point did get a little update that it had been a hairy time for them. but um, So we prayed for them. We yeah. did pray. But we, yeah, we just had a roller coaster really. It started very frantically and fast-paced and yeah within a few hours we were like goodness me what has happened to us and (laughs) where is this heading um so yeah I mean do you want to just share about yeah from kind of exiting that train station how things unfolded sure yeah I think we thought well we need some kind of plan we need to start somewhere I mean, what do you do? You get off the bus with your backpacks in a town and Mm. everybody looks at you, you're the foreigner, and you think, okay, so we need to start somewhere. We drew up a map of the town and thought, well, we'd make a rough route sort of up through along one of the roads and just take it from there, I guess. Um, And within half an hour, we didn't need a plan anymore. (laughs) It was like just getting passed from person to person um, and welcomed into homes, a completely different experience to what the other group had. But Mm. yeah, essentially we we met somebody to begin with who surprisingly spoke English, directed us away from that part of town um, because it was apparently dangerous in some way. Um, And so we, yeah, we diverted and then it started raining and we were like, Mm. we've got no shelter. We have no accommodation lined up. There's nobody really around because I don't know, maybe it was the time of day or just not very busy. Um, So we're going to have to find somewhere to kind of keep dry. We headed over to this park which had picnic benches, covered picnic benches. Mm. And praise God, this small family uh, were sitting underneath it, just kind of wrapping up their picnic or something, weren't they? yeah. yeah, and they just pulled us in and were like, you know, you can't be sitting out in the rain and come eat all of our food. So they, <laughs> this like, 
I don't know. It's just the TARDIS in this little like packed lunchbox thing because it just there's just more and more food, chai, um, coffee, yeah. tablecloth. They rolled out a tablecloth, oh, yeah. squeezed us all up on the bench next to them, and like asking us questions. None of us understand other than our translator. Um, but they're so warm and mm. happy to see us. Very surprised, I think. Like mm. it's just very unusual to see white faces through through that part. I think. And, and then came the um, question. Have you got somewhere to stay? Like, why are you here in this town? Why have yeah. you come to this place? It doesn't make any sense. And we are saying, you know, we've come to pray. We feel like God wants to bless this place. Um, and she says, have you got anywhere to stay? And we said, no, <laughs> um, not yet. And uh, she says, okay, one second, I'll find you somewhere to stay. She pulls out her phone. She makes a call, which most of us don't understand, apart mm. from our translator, puts it down and says, I got you somewhere to stay. We were nice. like, brilliant, okay. <laughs> In the meantime, come over to my house, she says. And she piles all 11 of us into this little five-seater <laughs> yeah. around the corner to her house, <laughs> where we were fed more baklava. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so cool. Yeah, And so, yeah, we're, we're welcomed in there. Um, eat well, uh, enjoy their company. And then quite quickly, uh, ushered out of her house and are met by maybe four or five like police officers or mm. people in uniform mm. um and basically we, we she wasn't worried. able to like she wasn't able to host us just uh, to okay. say so she she linked us up with these with somewhere to stay and she said here's where you know here are your people to take you where somewhere to stay and then we went and saw these police guys and we were like what does this mean yeah. <laughs> and yeah we're kind of like this, this feels okay but also yeah we're so not in control in this situation. Yes. Like we haven't planned this. Uh, we, we don't have like a moment to kind of discuss as a group really. Like we're just suddenly kind of in this stream and just feel like we're being kind of- Completely at the mercy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we're taken into this this grand room and um, we're confronted by who we think is the mayor of this town. Turns out he probably wasn't. Um, <laughs> but they're like asking us quite a few questions, asking whether we've got sterling on us. You know, we're a bit, yeah, for our passports. Um, Everyone's in like neatly, like neat suits and there's this big desk all polished and he's sitting behind it looking all big and important. Yeah, They're kind of, they don't- Sussing you out, basically. And and we're aware, they know that we've, you know, we've said that we've come to pray and Hmm. they now know all of our details really. Hmm. Um, And so suddenly we're like, okay, if, if these guys have any, kind of bad intentions here like we can't really do anything about mm-hmm. it like they could just yeah do whatever they want really um and you always hear those stories like <laughs> of things that happen so you're a bit like oh yeah. and a few of us are you know the more cautious types who are a bit like oh is this okay like um but i think yeah the atmosphere soon softened um and they saw it as accommodation yeah they saw it as accommodation so we ended up staying in this kind of teacher's hostel, Mm. um, very basic. We wondered whether it had been bugged and we were like just doing our own conspiracy. (laughs) Making up our own conspiracy, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, Uh, and basically what had happened was um, they really wanted to look after us essentially. So they'd, uh, um, one of the governors had assigned to, they're like kind of in between police officers and army officers. And he'd assigned them both to us um, to, to look after us, to escort us around, to show us around. Mm. Um, they were aware that 
their town wasn't that impressive, but they also wanted to show us the best of it. Yeah. Um, so. This is before we knew that they had good intentions, though. So we were like, yeah, we'll take you up on this offer of a tour of your town because, yeah. you know, what else are we going to do? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So they, they, they rock up in this big black van with blacked out windows, slide open the door, oh, no. and like beckon us in, and we're like, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. Um, and we're suddenly taken up into the mountains. Mm. Um, like and they Yeah, and they're sort of saying... Um, this is like PKK territory. Yeah. There's like you better explain PKK for our yeah. Listeners. So uh, like Kurdish freedom fighters slash terrorists, depending okay. on your view. Yeah. Um. And so there's you know often there's um little conflicts. Yeah, little out. mini conflicts, bombings in that kind of area. Mm. Um. And these guys were on the front line, sort of defending mm. that town and. Um, but don't worry you're safe with us we'll look after yeah. you if you need anything give us a call mm. and we're like are you trying to keep tabs on us or are you genuinely concerned yeah. about safety? were they carrying weapons at the time because they were in uniform uh, turns out <laughs> yes uh, so yeah funny story we get to the top of this like hill um, this lookout point and um, one of the guys to his to his mate is like have you got the gun in Turkish and obviously none of us understand but our translator hears it and is like uh, goodness me why have you said that she like, kept that to herself and she's just thinking like they're going to line us up on the top of this hill and just like take oh, us out no. um, and so she questions it and they, they have a bit of a laugh and they were actually being serious but it was just for our protection they're like yeah. we need this gun like yeah. um, in case anything happens so um, yeah they were armed and I mean they said to us later that they're they regularly have guns to their head and mm. um, are, yeah, in serious danger. Um, yeah, they are so yeah, we were we were led up to this oh. beautiful lookout spot uh, where we could see the town that we'd been assigned to pray for and some um, other surrounding villages. Mm. Um, and the two guys just gave us some space, and we were able to sing praise um, to God over mm. this um, beautiful and panorama um, that was so special mm. so we had them standing back and kind of watching us and yeah. chatting with cafe owners at the top and mm. um, we'd said can we pray and so we did and we made it look obvious you know because we just pray as we would normally you know yeah. holding our hands mm -hmm. and and that sort of thing and then we broke into song and mm. uh the interesting thing on the way up was that one of them made a comment out of nowhere he said you guys are known and loved by god Mm. And we logged that. We were like, what What does that yeah. mean? Mm. I mean, sure, okay, great. But maybe there's some mm. spiritual openness here. And then after we'd finished praying and worshipping up at the top, as we were leaving, um, the other guy said, while you were praying, the winds changed direction. Mm. And so for whatever reason, that had been really significant and they'd noticed something. Mm. And sure enough, on the way back down in the van, conversations kicked off. They asked us to pray for their safety. We oh. shared a bit of the gospel. They filmed us praying. So we're praying wow. for all these like, areas as we go down and just praying for this building and for that mm. whatever um and so they they videoed it and i was like oh wow where's this going like is this <laughs> being used as evidence for us we're still a little bit cautious yeah. and then suddenly the ice breaks and the guy's like come back to my house for a meal i want to share oh, i want to hear more so about cool. all this and so we went back to his house at like 10 o'clock at night or something and his wife had prepared mm. a meal um and they asked us more questions about faith they asked us to pray like we had done on the top of the viewpoint and to worship like we had done there wow, as well that's so it was cool. just yeah. like yeah. wow yeah so you had um living hope by phil wickham resounding out in yeah. his <laughs> little yeah. turkish home and um their little kid like a little three-year-old just dancing oh, along so cool. yeah. and yeah, just a very mm. special experience to have that level mm. of 
invitation to share and yeah. to be open. And I think a lot of our fear had been kind of dispelled by that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if, if that had been in here in, in the UK, that would have been amazing in itself. Just mm. a really open family wanting to hear the gospel and so mm. on. But then take that up an, another level, knowing what you know, that there's probably not a believer in that town or yeah. maybe within yeah, 100 miles or yeah. 500 miles. It's so precious, yeah. isn't it, to think this could be the door that opens for the gospel yeah. in this city, yeah. in this yeah. town, that who knows in mm. 10 years time what the Lord has for this town. Mm. And that's such a precious yeah. feeling, isn't it? And there was one really significant moment that evening about the, do you want to share about yeah. the Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we'd prayed and then um, the wife of one of these police guys was like, oh, we, we prayed too. Um, and sort of saying, look, you know, it's not just you Christians. We Definitely. can do it too. Yes. Um, and so she kind of urged her husband to pray for us. Um, and 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 so we we applied. We we close our eyes. We're ready to hear this prayer. And silence. Like nothing comes. And we're like, okay, is this just a, like is he praying in his head or mm. or what's happening here? And we just wait and wait. And the wife, meanwhile, is getting really disgruntled and like come on like pray like what are you doing um and he just can't pray mm. and so she says a quick prayer just to save the embarrassment and then mm. um and we say amen and kind of move on um but our, our translator had been aware of more of the dynamics and yeah. was just saying like okay he he kind of wanted to pray but he just couldn't get anything mm. out and it just seemed like maybe the lord was stopping that prayer being said or who knows uh, what was happening mm. there but it, yeah it was really it was something yeah. we picked up on i mean it could have just been a even his own conscience just realizing i don't i don't know if i know this god yeah, yeah. You know, who, who, yeah. this is just different i have a ritual prayer and they you know yeah. muslims do definitely do dua which is praying for things to happen it's not just the the salat which is the regular five times a day ritual yeah. prayers but mm. yeah if he felt he yeah there's something obviously very interesting yeah. going on in his mind never know Wow, that's awesome. Well, that's all we have time for for today. But we'll pick up the story in our next episode where the guys will tell us about some incredibly bold Turkish believers that they met who came to Christ from a Muslim family background. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you've been really inspired and encouraged in your own faith. Do reach out with questions for me or for Remy, Luke and Hannah. Just email me on matt.frontiers.org.uk. And I hope to see you next time.